0: Have a seat, please. It was about um, 25 years ago, um, a member of this church asked me to come here, uh, come to church with him. And I was hesitant. I had been raised in the Episcopal Church. I loved the ritual of the church. And I also believed that Jesus Christ was my Lord and Savior. But I didn't see that going to church made any real difference in people's lives. My eyes were blind. I didn't understand anything about community, being in a community of believers. I didn't really understand about having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. But this church has taught me that. And I see God over and over again. When I'm here in this church. As I was hesitating. The Lord came to me in a dream. And the first thing. that he It wasn't really a vision. It was more just a presence. And I. He asked me this question. It was like. Who are you to judge my people? And he didn't say it in a harmful way. Or a condemning way. It was, he said it in such a way. That it was like. I want to heal your heart. I had a critical and judgmental heart, and he wanted to heal that heart in me. The next thing that he said was really a statement. He just simply said, I want you there. I want you there, and I will meet you there. And as I said, he has met me here over and over again. So one Sunday, I thought, well, I better go to church. So I went to, we were over on Broadway, and I walked into that sanctuary, and I felt such a love of God, such a presence. I had never felt that kind of love before. I didn't even know that there was that kind of love that existed. And I felt so, fell so in love with Jesus. I, I was just overwhelmed with the love of God. I wanted to run up and down the aisle and sing and praise his praises and fall on the altar, but I was raised Episcopalian, so I knew that I needed to contain myself. One of the things that I want to talk to you today about is a prayer journey and hearing the word of God, listening for God's voice. You know, we have all kinds of forms of communication here in the church. We have a website, the city, the bulletin communicating face to face in the social world we have facebook we have we can text each other we can text groups of people all at once we can twit and Twitter, and do all kinds of other ways of communication but one of the things that i ask is how do we learn to communicate with god how do we learn to hear his voice and we do that through prayer it would be really neat if we could, like, text God, you know, like, hey, how you doing? How's your day? What would he text back? I think he would really text back that he loved us. I think we could really depend on that scripture in John 3.16 that says, He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I think he would say how much he loved us and cared for us. We know that he spoke to Abram. He told Abram to leave the of Chaldees. We know he spoke to Moses, telling him to free his people. We know that he spoke to the prophets Ezra, Nehemiah, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Zechariah. God loves to speak to his people, if we but learn to listen. Proverbs twenty twenty four says, "A person's steps are directed by the Lord. How can anyone understand their own way?" Jeremiah ten twenty three says, "Lord, I know that people's lives are not their own. It is not for them to direct." their steps this being true it's important that we hear God so he can direct our steps so the question I would ask myself is this being true how do I hear God how do I listen for his voice and one of the ways is through the text through scripture I'm certain that you've experienced this where you have been in a devotional time you have opened up God's word from perhaps just randomly and exactly what you read is exactly what you needed it speaks to your heart it speaks to your spirit it's what you needed for that moment or perhaps as your day went on you were talking to a friend and they had a need or a concern or a praise and that scripture was perfect for them so through God's text through spending time in his word we can learn to hear his voice One of my favorite theologians is Marvin Wilson. We read him in the quarry, a couple of his books, My Father Abraham, Our Father Abraham, and Our Hebraic Roots. Um, He's one of my favorite because I can understand him. So often when I try to read a book on theology, I'm like, wait, what? But Marvin Wilson spoke to my heart. He says things in his books that I have in my heart But I don't know how to say. One of the questions that he asked is, where is God found? Well, we know that in Ephesians 4, 6, Paul says, God is above us, among us, in us, and through us. This is simply the reality and mystery of God. The Bible says in Psalm 19:1 that all of nature sings God's praises. God speaks to us through his creation. He spoke to Moses through the thorn bush. He spoke to Balaam through a donkey. The rabbis say that the reason that God used a thorn bush was to show us that there is no space free of the divine presence, not even a thorn bush. Since God is ever present in the creation, he's always wanting to talk to us, to hear us, if we but learn to listen. The scripture today is in Genesis 28, and it's the story about Jacob. And Jacob is on his way to Pandameran to find a wife among his mother's people. On his way, he stops in Bethel. He's tired and he falls asleep. And God comes to him in a dream. And it's this beautiful dream of a stairway. It's a ladder. And angels are ascending and descending this ladder. When Jacob wakes up, he has this revelation that God, he says, surely the Lord is in this place. His presence is here and I did not know it. This is beautiful for us because it shows us that there is no division between the heavenly realms and the earthly realms. There is no borderline. There's no border crossing. There's no wall to climb over. There's no tunnel to be dug. We are constantly able to reach into the heavenly realms and receive what God has for us. He's showing Jacob that he can reveal that God will reveal himself day or night, no matter where. Marvin Wilson says about that, he says, as spiritual beings, it is good to be mindful that spirituality is a life lived in the continuous presence of the divine. This being true, we are capable of always hearing God's voice. One of the ways that the Lord brought his voice to me and gave me a prayer voice was through the prayer ministry when i first came into the prayer ministry we were really eager to learn how to pray we were like the disciples we were going to jesus and said lord teach us to pray we even had a coffee cup made that we could take home to remind us of that we would read books we would go to conferences we spent a lot of time asking the lord to teach us to pray and at one point, I felt God was giving me a scripture. And it was he had to give me something that I didn't know so that I would know that it was him and not me just talking to myself. And the scripture that he gave me was Joshua 1.9. And that scripture says, says, have I not commanded you, be strong of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, the Lord gave Joshua that word when he was commissioning him to go into the promised land. And he said it again in Matthew when he was commissioning the disciples to go out into all the world to make disciples. He was saying, I am with you. He says in Matthew, lo, I command you. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Well, I didn't know it at the time. That the Lord was saying, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to take you on this prayer journey. I'm going to teach you how to hear me. And I'm going to be with you all the time while while, while you're on this journey. We're going to do it together. He wants to do everything together with us, always. On Wednesday evenings, it was really interesting. At one point, we would pray for people here in the sanctuary. David would have worship and a teaching Uh, in the garden chapel and then people would come into the sanctuary for prayer one particular evening there were different prayer groups around and i didn't have anyone to pray for at that particular time and um, so i was sitting back over a couple of pews back and i was praying that the lord would give me a word for um for the for someone who was being prayed for or that he would give a word to the prayer ministers that were praying for people and I started hearing Psalm 34. Well, again, I didn't know Psalm 34 from Psalm 24. So I was like, I don't know what to do with that, Lord. So he became very specific. And he gave me Psalm 34, 4, 8 And it says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked at him and were radiant and, the fa- and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and deliver them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. So I read that, and I was like, oh, wow, that's really a beautiful scripture, of course. And the Lord was saying, well, there's a person like that's sitting over here, and I want you to go and give that to them. And I was like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know about that that seems a little strange and what are they going to think and I'm not I'm not used to any of that kind of stuff But I figured it's a word from God. I mean, it's an encouraging word. So How could it go wrong? So I walked over and I said to the person, you know, I feel like This is a word that God wants to share with you Well, the person looked at this scripture and they was like that is one of my favorite scriptures That is the scripture that I go to all the time in need. So we both knew, we both had this revelation that God was paying attention, that God was there, that God was present, and that God wanted to speak to that person's heart. Eventually, I started teaching classes on prayer, and uh, we used uh, Francis and Judith McNutt. We really relied heavily on them for our healing prayer needs. And we would watch a video... And then we would pray for each other. And we would just say, you know, what do you want prayer for? But after a while, we became really bold. And we were like, don't, don't tell us what you want prayer for. We just want to be really quiet. And we're going to ask for the Holy Spirit to come. And we're going to ask for a word from God. And then we're just going to speak that word. And we were really, it was a safe environment. Pastor Donna was there. Matt. Um, Janet Weatherston, Rob Grimes, it was all people that, you know, you could feel really comfortable and safe with. So we would do that. We would just wait and listen. And so much fruit came out of that prayer time. Matt went to seminary. Janet is at Asbury. Rob is at Epworth. Just by listening, by being quiet and listening to God and listening to his voice, He directed their steps. So I come back around to the beginning. And I say to you, when you're spending time in scripture, when you're spending time in your devotional, ask the Lord to speak to you. He wants to speak to you. He wants to be in conversation with you. Because there is no place that is free of the divine presence. You can also take that scripture of the stairway, of the ladder, and when you have needs... Either for yourself or for someone else. And the word says to just go boldly into that throne room of grace and mercy. You can enter into those heavenly realms because there is no separation, there is no disconnect. You can walk right in there with your need, receive from God what He has for you, bring it into the earthly realm, and then give it back up to God for Him to do with as He will, God's will. We know that he will shower our needs and our desires with his grace, with his love, with his mercy. So I hope that I've given you just some practical ways that you can develop your prayer life. That you can hear from God when you're in scripture asking him to open up your ears to hear his voice. When you enter into that cycle of prayer, you'll find that you can develop a fresh and profound personal prayer life. Amen.